Today on Let's Talk Sunday, we have a special guest, and our special guest is Millie Haywood. And I just met this young lady, and we connected right away, and we got into um, her uh, got into talking about domestic violence, surviving domestic violence. And both of us are survivors of domestic violence. And I asked her to be on the show so we could share both of our experiences and what the signs are and what to look for and how to handle those things when we are confronted with um the kind of domestic violence that we encounter each day or what we endure for uh, in our relationships that when we love someone, we don't think that they're going to hurt us or harm us. But um, we wanted to share with you some things about, um, about domestic violence. And what it entails. So, I want you to come with me and Millie Haywood. Come on and let's sit down and talk about surviving domestic violence. Come on now, let's get busy. Hello, 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 everyone, everyone, everyone. How are y'all doing this evening? Sharice Johnson Moore here. Hello, your hope builder, lifting you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. Hello, 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 everyone. And how is everyone doing today? It is time. It is time. It is time. It's time for Let's Talk Sunday. And today, our special guest is Miss Millie Hayward, and our topic is surviving domestic violence. Our topic for this evening is surviving domestic violence. All right, everyone, everybody ready? Hello, Miss Millie, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you, Miss Moore? How are you doing? Hi, baby. I am blessing yourself. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. Today my birthday, so the Lord has allowed me to see another day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So, Miss Millie, I wanted to, uh, you know, I know that we had a brief conversation, you know, when we sat down and we talked about this topic. And I wanted you to give us your story. And is it possible we could hear some of your story? Us, uh, you know, introduce yourself and tell us 
you know, uh, something about you and your story? Well, yes, um, for everyone who is listening, my name is Millie Haywood. Um, I am a domestic violence survivor, victor, I will call it, because I don't see us as victims. We are victors in this battle. Um, I was with my abuser for 15 and a half years. Um, we have five children in common, two boys and three girls. Um, in the midst of it, it really didn't start off as abuse in the beginning. I would like to call it, it started off as a honeymoon phase where he would swindle me and take me out and spend lots of money on me. And in that time, me being 15 and 16, um, when I first met him, I was so blinded by the things that he was giving me. And I confused that. I really, really misconstrued that for love. And so with that being said, I wind up, you know, having a blind eye to a lot of red flags that were starting off in the beginning. Um, for instance, when I wind up moving with him, there was an incident with him and his uncle. And fast track a little bit. I know I'm kind of going ahead of myself, but I was just throwing out an example to let the women um, know, you know, how you can be blind, blinded so quickly and just out of nowhere because that's what, it, that's what happened for me. And um, there was an incident with his uncle. They had a disagreement. Our child was not even a year old. He was still crawling. And they were arguing, and he literally punched him in the face so many times. The next day, he woke up, the uncle, and his face was, like, completely unrecognizable. Mm. And um, for me, I, I don't see how and why I took a blind eye to that. But I still continued to stay with him. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so many different incidences with the family before it got into me. You know, mm -hmm. it, it took where it got into me for me to open my eyes up and say, you know what? Wow. Okay, this is real. I need to get out. But by that time, you know, a lot of my family, I was isolated from my family. He had mm -hmm. gotten me in that position where um, he had actually done something to a family member of mine. And that's mm -hmm. what allowed the family to cut me off as well as him, most definitely. And they felt mm -hmm. like, you know, because I had a child in common with him that I should go to because as long as I'm around, he's going to be around. And, you mm -hmm. know, for a while it, um, it hurt and I did not understand it, but now growing up being almost 36 now, you know, I, I really mm -hmm. understand that, you know, they was just making that move to protect the rest of the family because they seen the red signs before I even did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, what are some other signs that a woman should be aware of when it comes to domestic violence? I believe the signs that women should definitely be aware of is um, isolation, number one. They will mm -hmm. begin to do things like isolate you from your family, have yes. problems with you having company, having friends, um, mm -hmm. even, even down to phone calls. You know, they will get irritated with those things. Um, those are major, major early red flags that women need to be aware of because those yeah. were some of the things that 
I bypassed for a very long time. It took me up until maybe my mid to late 20s for me to really realize what was going on right in front of me in, you know, in our own household. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so when did you get the notion of, you know, get the notion that this person is not for you? I hate to say it, but it took me, I would say, up until my late 20s. Um, yeah, I would say around mid to late 20s, I had lost my father. Mm-hmm. And this was a very, very detrimental time for me. Um, not only was I in an abusive relationship, I had maybe mm-hmm. four or five kids at the time. I have a total mm-hmm. of seven, but I think I had maybe four or five at the time. Mm-hmm. My father passes away. When I give yeah. birth to my youngest son, he was only two weeks old before mm-hmm. my father passed away. So I was not yeah. only balancing out the hormones from, you know, just having a baby, but then I lose my father. And I try mm-hmm. to go to him as, you know, thinking that he was going to support me because my father passed away. He treated me so badly. I remember mm-hmm. him saying, because um, mm-hmm. shortly after I was mentioning that if I would ever have another child, what I was going to name it. And I yeah. never forget he was, and I named it after my father, which yeah. is my daughter. And he, I would never forget the words he said. He said, that is just so stupid. And that right there, it mm-hmm. put me almost in a blind rage because he knew how much I loved my father. He knew how close I was with my father. Uh-huh. And yes. um, I, I guess he did that to break me down even more emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And instead of me giving him the upper hand, you know, that just sat in the back of my mind for so long. And that right there, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And I said, you know mm-hmm. what? I need to start making plans. I got to get out of here. I have to leave safely, walk away, and never look back. Mm-hmm. And I did. After years later, it took a little longer than expected, but mm-hmm. um, I finally mustered up the courage and I really had to tap in with God because I really did not see no way out without him. Um, because he was, he knew so many of, we had mutual friends together. He was still Mm -hmm. connected with a lot of my family members. So it was Mm -hmm. nothing for him to find me, you know? So I really had to outsmart him. I really had to put a lot of thought into what was going on, what could potentially happen. Then I had my kids with me. It was Mm -hmm. a lot that I was, you know, that was at stake, but I was willing to take that risk because we needed that freedom. We needed that breath Mm -hmm. of fresh air. We needed that peace. You know, Mm -hmm. we needed it. We thrived. Mm -hmm. We we, we were suffering, you know? Yes. Yes. So, um, the, do, okay, when it comes to the children, Mm -hmm. do you see the children taking on some of the the traits of their father? Oh, actually. And that's funny that you mentioned that because you know that we had spoken briefly about this. And yes, Mm -hmm. and actually that was a major turning point for me. That's when I really knew. Because I'm not even going to lie. 
between those periods, those 15, 16 years, I was going back and forth. And the only reason why I did that, number one for mm-hmm. me, was because I was not financially stable. He put me mm-hmm. in a position where every time I had something good coming my way, he would find a way to sabotage it for me um, because mm-hmm. he was paying for transportation or whatever mm-hmm. the case was. And mm-hmm. I was going to school for um trying to be a PCA. I got my certification for that. But then he found a way to sabotage that because he would not babysit his own children. He wouldn't even watch his own children for me to work, you know. (laughs) And yeah. Um, But for me, with my children, as I seen them getting older, yes, most definitely with my boys, um, they were starting to disrespect me. They would say things that he would say. And it would reflect mm-hmm. back. I will automatically have this flashback in my head of what mm-hmm. he would say and what he did know, right? and how he did yeah. it. And then I'm looking at them and it, it was kind of hard for me to do because I'm seeing mm-hmm. them, but I see him with the words that's yeah. coming out of their mouths. And so yeah. that was very challenging for me. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to lie. I almost went upside their heads a few times because I almost lost it because the way they would say it and then they look just like them, like just oh. like him, you know, it really... Yeah. It messed with me mentally, and they didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like a step back in the twilight zone. Time, uh-huh. yeah, step back you know, in time. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes, and uh, so uh, once I, I go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. but once I was seeing that, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a real wake up call because I had to sit back and tell yeah. myself, you know what? If you don't put a stop to this now, yeah. Either they're going to do it to you all over yeah. again after uh-huh. you walked away from this, yeah. or they're going to go out here and do it to someone else's daughter. Yeah. Either way, yeah. someone uh-huh. is going to feel it. Someone is going to go yeah. through this. And I felt like I had mm-hmm. to break that cycle. I absolutely yeah. had to. Yeah, yeah. So in high, in, in hindsight, um. In hindsight, what advice would you give a woman that's dealing with domestic violence? What advice would you give her? Um, uh, first and foremost, the advice that I would give is tap into God because I'm telling you, He led the way for me. You never he really about did. That. He really did. I, I was so Amen. scared. I didn't know whether I was going to kill him or whether he was going to kill me. It was a mm-hmm. battle. It was a mental battle that I went through for a long time. And yeah. I was um, paralyzed by fear. You know, mm-hmm. not fear of him, but yeah. Yeah, would I step feel. out the box? and Right. You know, whether yeah. I would turn yeah. into something like him if I stayed. Uh-huh. It was so many different things. So, yeah. number one, tapping to God. You have to pray, yeah. meditate. I used to do yeah. it every morning. I would get out of the house even when he was there. Wait to see he went yeah. to sleep. I would go outside, mm-hmm. walk around mm-hmm. the block maybe six or seven mm-hmm. times, and I would just pray yeah. and talk to God, like, get me out of this, please. Someone yeah. is going to get hurt. Please yeah. get me out of this, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I started meditating. Mm-hmm. And then I finally tapped into other women that were struggling because for a while, I felt like I was just all alone. Like I was the only mm-hmm. person going through it. And then mm-hmm. when I started tapping into my, when I got back into my women's group, um, yeah. women taking a stand with Millie, um, yes. 
I realized there was so many women suffering. I just started going on their pages. One yeah. woman was pretty much mentioning how this man almost beat her to death, left her for mm -hmm. dead. Now she's paralyzed and he taunts her with it and took her child. Mm -hmm. And it was just mm -hmm. so, I was like, oh my God, my heart just broke. So therefore I knew that there was a higher purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I know I'm kind of going off the rail. I'm sorry about this. You're fine. You're I'm fine. so sorry. Um, but yes, You're number fine. one, you know, tap into God. Mm -hmm. Find you a support group. Find you a group of people who you can relate mm -hmm. to. Do not isolate yourself anymore. Because when you yeah. isolate, that's when you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when you're vulnerable, that's when they will try you. They will. Okay. All right. Okay. What are some other things that you would give, other advice you would give women that's dealing with domestic violence? Speak up. Speak out. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. It is a scary situation, and you do have to um, lead with precaution. Absolutely. You you really mm -hmm. do. But do not be afraid. We are here for a purpose. We are here to yeah. tell a story. We're going through this storm for a reason, to help mm -hmm. others. Because yeah. even though I'm halfway out of my storm, there are people that are in my group that are in the midst of their storms right now, not knowing yeah. who to talk to who to open up to, if they can trust anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really a big thing to have and have loving people that support yeah. you and, okay. you know, not judge you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, um, so tell us where we can find you, where we can find you, where we can find resources and things of that nature to help us, um, help us better, uh, better us, better us as far as help is concerned. Um, well, I do have a women's group that is private called um, Women Taking a Stand with Millie on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. You would have to go through me being that it's a private group. And the reason why it's private is because there's a lot of abusers out here, including my own who have mm -hmm. tried to reach out to me, making fake profiles and things of that nature. Um, so it's private, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but you would have to um, DM me on yeah. my original page, which is Millie Haywood on Facebook. And once you DM okay. me, I would definitely send you an invite and you will be more than welcome to join the group. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so uh, do you mind telling us where you where where what city and state that you're in so women can get help in that city and state oh absolutely so you know they i'm in um yes sure i'm in portsmouth virginia mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and uh any other resources there that can help them miss Millie? and see that's the thing and that's why i'm really fighting with this group and trying to make it a big thing because there's hardly any resources out here. This may be one shelter, I believe. It's called the Her Shelter. And mm -hmm. they require a waiting list and all of this. And I'm like, this is insane. Because you mm -hmm. have women that, you know, if they don't have anywhere else to go, they're going to go back to their abusers. Mm -hmm. And I've been there. I've done that. I went through that for so long, which is why that played a major part as to why mm -hmm. I went back to him so many times. Because I didn't have no other ways where else to go, you mm -hmm. know. And uh -huh. so 
I believe that is the only shelter, and then they do have a waiting list. And once again, I tried that before I went out on my journey, but it was a struggle, and which is why I'm really trying to fight with this group. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. it something bigger. I would like mm-hmm. to start a nonprofit organization where we can gather up funds so that we can mm-hmm. have another shelter out here for these women. Okay. They need a safe haven. And yeah, unfortunately, we don't have but, that right now. You know, and that's the strange part. Right. So exactly. That's the, that's the strange part is that they have homeless shelters, but they don't, they, they have home, they have the homeless shelters, but they don't have the, I mean, well, where I live at in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they have a women's homeless shelter, they have a men's homeless shelter, and they have a children's homeless shelter. And they have a oh, women's wow. battered, a women's battered, battered women's with children's shelter here. Wow. And um, I, yes, I used to work at a, a homeless shelter here okay. um, in Uniontown. And that's how I found out that they had that battered women's and children's shelter. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't, it's like not, it wasn't not too far from the women's homeless shelter. Like maybe around the corner or, or like up, like. Like it wasn't far, like 10, five, 10 minute walk. Okay. You know, and they have it here. Mm-hmm. But I noticed they don't have it in Portsmouth. I, I was raised in Portsmouth. Right. Um, and they have, I don't, I mean, they have a homeless shelter. They have homeless shelters, but they don't have anything for women, you know, battered women with children. They don't have anything like that in Portsmouth. No, they and, don't. And it's and it's like, wow, you don't have, you know, you don't have that resource. Exactly. You know, and, and then, you know, you get then you know how it is when they call the police out to the house and mm-hmm. they call they call the police out, but the police, they it's okay, well, we just brush it off or who hit who first and we're gonna take them to jail. Oh yes, it's, I went through that too several times and that was just an act of self-defense yeah and i went to jail a few times yes and he Mm -hmm. had one little mark under his eye and they handcuffed Uh, me mind you they he was in my house (laughs) so i'm trying to explain to the police like um this is my family this is Uh our house he's here i asked him to leave i tried to get him out of the room Mm -hmm. he pushes me and that uh, was it i punched him in the face yes i did yeah. like that was a reflex for me like you know and yeah, i'm right. asking you to leave i'm telling you several times to leave and he yeah. shows the police they put the flashlight on his eye they see uh-huh. one little mark and they handcuff me i, know, I right? say ain't this about a blimp a <laughs> i go to jail. <laughs> i go to jail like, come back i get bonded out i sign myself out and he's yeah. still there i'm like this is insane so yeah, even down know, to right? the justice system, okay, it took me so much. It, it took so yeah. much for, for me, so much paper trail for them to even mm-hmm. acknowledge what he was doing to me. You know, yeah, just yeah. this year, I got in a restraining order and I had to fight for that. Uh-huh. And I just updated that. And now that has been expedited for two years. Uh-huh. And, you know, okay. I feel like if he's quiet enough, it will be lifted. You know, if he, you know, is quiet enough and doesn't do too much where Mm -hmm. the, you know, the spotlight is off of him, then he's free to go. And I feel like that's not fair for us women. We have to fight tooth and nail to have peace. I know, right? That's insane. 
I mean, me and and I remember having that experience mm-hmm. with my husband, my right. first my first husband. Okay. And the experience was okay. We're gonna go down here, and move move down here with my family. We're gonna mm-hmm. move down here with my grandparents and my father down in Tuskegee, Alabama. Now, okay. Tuskegee ain't but so big, and the only thing useful there is the university. Okay. Okay. And so, <clears throat> and I was like, I couldn't go out. I couldn't go anywhere. And 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 he he will always have this excuse. Oh, I can't find no job. Ain't no jobs here. Oh yeah, mine used to do that okay. all the time. <laughs> so. My thing was, I went around to everybody, his grandparents, his grandparents mm-hmm. uh, tried to help us as much as they could. His dad tried to help us as much as he could. And I turned around and ended up having two jobs. Okay. I ended up working at the at the university cafeteria and at the bookstore. Oh, wow. And okay. me and him, we, we agreed, you know, that we weren't you know, it just wasn't working out. It wasn't, it wasn't working out. Right. And I had went to go stay with some other people and he would come. I was going to go into the community college deal. Me and him and I've been in the same class. I said, Lord have mercy. Mm. So oh, we, wow. we, we decided, then he would taunt me. He would, he would, he would taunt me. He took mm-hmm. my pocketbook one time. I was in class. Now he messed with this other girl in the classroom. Now he messed oh, with wow. the other girl, and they're good for that too. And he mm-hmm. tried, he tried, he telling everybody in class, he trying to tell everybody, turn everybody against me, like uh-huh. I'm doing stuff wrong. That is a tactic. That's a narcissistic and, tactic, yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So then I was like, um, you know, he got to the point where he was blaming me for everything, blaming me for him losing, yes. getting out the military, getting put out mm-hmm. military. Now, military is very strict on how you handle your finances. And if oh, you can't yes. handle your finances, they will give you a dishonorable discharge. That's right. Because you're not responsible. He's always getting in the fights. I didn't, you know, it was, I really got with him because I wanted to get out the house from under my grandparents' rule. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went off to marry him. I'm mm. a marriage person. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go right. ahead. Gonna, I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. Girl, that was the worst thing I ever done. Right, <laughs> exactly. To run off to go too. marry somebody, to leave a house, to leave my grandparents' house, to leave the to, to leave the comforts of what I had, mm-hmm. to go think I was gonna get something better, right. which was worse than what I already had. Exactly, and now with me looking back on it, that's the exact same thing. Even though you know I didn't know what I was getting myself into fully, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be free because before I met him, I was hanging out all the time, staying out late. I was a rebellious teenager, you know. Yeah, I'm and fun. so me being with him was like in the beginning a breath of fresh air. I can do what I want. Oh man, I ain't gotta, mm-hmm. you know, ain't no curfew. But then mm-hmm. before you know it, sooner or later, it, it started, you know. Kind of like the same yeah, thing, but worse, you know. You mm-hmm. can't talk to nobody. You yes. Know, you go to this person's house. You can't do this, you know. And it was just, and that's why I say that it's so important for fathers to be in a girl's life. Oh, yes. In the daughter's life because mm-hmm. you are the first example of what a man should be and what she should see and as an example of what she should get when she turns around and get a legal age or what she 
what you know that example of what yes she yes and what she and what she uh in, in gets involved with right because she doesn't have the proper guidance from a man mm -hmm. she'll go out here and, and anybody say no i was one of them ones oh girl you look so pretty i like you yes and, and think oh okay oh we oh he liked me he liked me okay really it wasn't about no liking it was about other things the way they wanted to exactly hello uh, um, how they say it uh what they, what they say um conquer you know where oh. i'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rise and conquer, you know. And, yep. And so, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, see, for me, that, I, I uh -huh. think that's where I kind of derailed um, because my father, even though he was an excellent provider, Lord rest his yeah. soul, they, my, my mom and my father had split. They were together for 19 years. And now uh -huh. that I reflect my life, I was, it, it's pretty much like a generational curse, I would say, because- yeah. I went out seeking things because my father wasn't there. Wasn't there. Yep. And mm -hmm. I ran into something mm -hmm. that I was not even ready for or prepared for. Now I'm yeah. looking back with my girls. I have three girls. Yeah. And my father is three three sisters. It's a total of five of us, but it's two boys and three girls. Yeah. And I'm just watching the pattern. It's so similar. Yes. He had three girls. I have three girls. Yeah. And I was the baby girl. I am the oh baby girl and I was just searching for something and now I'm looking oh at my girls, you know, and I yeah. feel like that's the reason why that's another reason why I had yeah. to let it go because, um, I don't know if I share that story and I don't know if we have time. Um, but the, one of the main, main reasons why I left is because we had gotten into an argument. I was letting them yeah. come to see my kids yeah. In my last apartment. And um, we argued about something that his nephew did. His nephew was there. And yeah. I fell asleep to take a nap. I had cooked clean, so I was exhausted. And I'm like, okay, yeah. daddy's uh -huh. here. I can take a little nap. I can relax for a second. Yeah. Still wrong. <laughs> I take a nap and wake up. I forgot what had happened. And I was just so upset. So I talked to him. We get yeah. to arguing. And long story short, he threatens to kill me right in front yeah. of my kids. My yeah. daughters, to be exact. Um, and for, for me, that part right there, I said, no, now I have to really do something. If I sit down, lay down and take this, what I'm yeah. showing them is that, oh, it's okay for a man to get in your face and mistreat yeah. you and call you every name in a book and threaten to kill uh -huh. you and take your life in front of anybody. Yeah. And it's okay yeah. for you to sit down, shut up and be silent. No. Yeah. That's when I got up. Well, he had left the next day, I believe, and took the boys to play basketball. That's when I formulated a plan. I said, you know what? I rented a car and got yeah. straight down to the courthouse, took my daughters, and got that restraining order. I said, this is it. I'm going to show him. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm not tolerating this no more. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah, sometimes you have to call it quits. Right. When you see so many signs. Exactly. You know, the signs of things is not going to change. You've been there for like 15, exactly. 20 years. And you'd be like, exactly. you know, you're, trying, you're doing all this changing for them, but they're mm -hmm. not doing no changing for you. Exactly. I, I don't know how many changes I made. And I'm not going to say that I'm perfect, but yeah. if you were to balance out the scale, I yeah. honestly feel like I've made more strides and accomplishments just trying to be a parent than he has ever had. So when I had yeah. to balance that out, 
you know, because I had a battle with it. The kids were getting mad at me and thinking I was just this green eyed monster because I'm keeping their daddy away from them. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. it's deeper than that. But, you know, you yes. can't have those type of conversations with children, you know. So while they're looking at me weird and thinking I'm I'm just this bad person, this bad parent, yeah. just being mean, being evil, being vindictive, yeah. I'm trying to protect everyone. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, you know, but you know, um I learned this a long time ago. I learned this about relationships. If no one has sat down and taught you how to love yourself, you ain't gonna know how to love nobody else. Exactly. You're yeah. not gonna know. You're not gonna. You you're not gonna have, have that understanding of how to love anybody else because no one has taken out time to even love you. Right. You know? And uh, you know. And my thing is, is that my thing is, is that um, you know. We are we as women, we gotta know how to love ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, love ourselves unconditionally and have standards of what we want or what we're gonna what we what we want in our lives and what kind of man we want in our lives and what kind of uh uh you know how how much integrity is your self-worth? Exactly, and boundaries most definitely. Yes. Cause yes. you don't have them, you, you just get, you know, and and, and I, I tell I, I I tell this to all the young I tell this to young ladies. Be picky about what you when you pick somebody to be with. Be picky. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. Be yes. Picky. Be very choiceful. Be mm-hmm. be it's your choice. You got a choice. You always got a choice. You do not exactly. have to be nobody's whipping post. Exactly. You don't have to be nobody's battering ram. That's right. You don't have to be nobody's bed warmer. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. Hmm. That's right. You don't have to be, you have a choice. You got a mind. God gave you a choice and you have one. That's right. And and that's what we need to be, that's what we need to be teaching our young, our young ladies. They out here thinking the boys, oh, I like her. I, I like him. I like him. I love him. Mm-hmm. You know what love is? Exactly. And I was love like that too. sacrifice, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how they how they say this, how they say this. The man don't work, he don't eat. That's right. I, I say that to my oldest boys. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. If you don't hey, work, man. you don't yes. eat. Uh-huh. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, yes. you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I had I had to I had I had to get it get it and I had to I had to get that in my son my youngest son's head. Mm-hmm. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's right. And That's right. you got to take care of yourself. And don't and, and mm-hmm. this is one thing that irritates me that young men don't that young men are not being taught how to even take care of themselves. Oh yes, I know. Trust me, I'm living. You know, and it's like, okay, why you don't want right to take garbage out? Why you don't want to? Why you don't mm-hmm. want to clean the house? Why you right. don't want to wash your clothes? Wash the dishes? Why? Yes. Hello. Give me, me a break. Uh, right, girl. Let me tell you. Yes, you know, I am still going through that with my boys. They're actually starting to yeah. come out of that. 
but yeah. watching their father for so long, yeah, it was it was hell for me. I'm not even gonna lie. Excuse my French. I don't even know if I'm allowed to even say that on your show, but it was pure tea. Hell, yes, hell. because I'm doing everything, and they will be yet. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> but yes, it was hell for me because. During the mm -hmm. midst of me leaving him, they were sitting mm -hmm. back watching everything because, like I said, um, my ex, my abuser, he was just pampered. And only because his mother was mm. locked up in and out of his life. Well, she was locked up mm -hmm. most of his life. By the time she came home, we had already yeah. had our first son. So she missed out on yeah. a whole chapter, a couple of chapters, yeah. actually, you know. And so she uh -huh. tried to overcompensate by doing whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Being in his uh -huh. waiting hand and foot. If you, oh, you want your dishes washed out? I'm looking like, what the heck? What? What? Uh -huh. like, he's right there on the bed. Get up. I'll be like, yo, get up and wash the dish, dude. I'm saying. No, nah, my mama got it. She got it. Huh? Wait, what? So I'm just watching yeah. this cycle, right? I'm watching it. And I'm like, mm. this is weird. Okay. No. Because I, my father yeah. always, even though he was not around like that, yeah. he always raised all of us, especially the boys. Get yeah. up off your tail and do yeah. something. Do, do something. something. Yeah. And yeah. for me, that was just foreign to me, just sitting back watching it. And I'm like, why, yeah, why, why she is, do everything, you know? Right. And, and she, will, she will wash his clothes. She will uh -huh. run his errands. There will be a store across uh -huh. the street. Mom, can you go to the store? Huh? Yeah. Go my, to the my store. Grand, my grand. Yeah, and we will grandma. argue about that sometimes. I'm like, why can't you go to the store? Oh, I'm busy right now. Busy doing what? Playing a video Busy game? doing what? You ain't doing sitting here watching TV. Smoking weed? I mean, what are you busy doing now? <laughs> Come on now. Girl. And it, it used to irritate me because to see a woman, even though yeah. I didn't care too much for her, you know, because of the way she treated yeah. me, but seeing a woman go through that period just bothered yeah, to get me. It really yeah, did. You know, I saw my grandmother do that with my, my two boys. Mm, yeah. And okay. the thing was, now it's like my younger son is taking on those traits. He he yeah. wasn't like that. At, he my younger son, mm -hmm. he wasn't like that. He would do the chores. He get up, you know, do stuff. Wow, you it know, sounds like my youngest. That nature, yes. whatnot. And, and In the he beginning, would do stuff. Mm -hmm. Now it's like he don't convert it back the way he would live with his grandmother before she died. Mm, you know, okay. Where he, I don't want, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I gotta, I gotta ask, I gotta ask him to take the garbage out if he goes right. Same or, thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, mom, you got something to eat, and I'm sitting there like, you know, like when I'm, right. I, I'm type type of person where like after a while, I've gotten to the point where I'm fi I'm 51, just turned 51 today. God bless you. Yeah, wow. I just said, wow. I just decided I'm tired of I'm just tired of catering right. to wrong people's needs. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at right now. Absolutely. Even though I will be 36 on the third, but that's exactly why I am in life. I'm tired of catering, you know. And you that's know, how, that's and, how I felt like just you, like a helpmate just for everybody. I'm just everybody's yeah, slave and, and, and helpmate, you know. Yeah, and always. Yeah, always getting the short end of a stick. Amen. Yes. And I'm like, this is no, this ain't life. <laughs> this cannot no. be life. It's not this no living. Be. This right. It is suffering. And yeah. so that's why I really felt like I had to let him go because he had put so many 
generational curses, it has tripled down the line, even down yeah. to the the two children that are not his because he raised. Well, I wouldn't even say he raised. We were living. I was living with him and still with him when I had uh-huh. my youngest son, which is not his biological son. So uh-huh. for his way, his way of trying to make himself look like the good guy again was pretty much to okay. Well, let me raise him. Let me let her son in in here and maybe I'll get some brownie points for that now that I sit back uh-huh. and think about it but now he pretty much brainwashed him too and that's my youngest son and he has a lot of similarities referring to your younger son because he was I mean he was my little angel anything I would yeah. tell him to do I wouldn't even have to ask him he mom yeah. you need help with this yeah. mom you need help with that mom you need he was on it yeah and then once I started letting him go around my ex, which is the abuser, which is yeah. the other kids' father, because only because I didn't want him to feel left out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in the midst of that, you know, I was in the search of looking for his father because he knew that he had a child out there and he wasn't trying to get caught up with child support. So that was a whole nother uh-huh. battle, you know. So I was really going yeah. through a lot with these men. And um, he's yeah. not even the only narcissist I dealt with now that I sit back and reflect on everything. You know, uh-huh. but he was by far the worst. He was. Yeah, sometimes. And then now it's like, I don't even want to be bothered with no man. Exactly. I, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't have people. Right? I don't have an app. Like I, like I was telling you, <laughs> I ain't got the apparatus. I don't have the equipment. Right. I don't, I don't have the fortitude. You know? Because... You sit. You feel like you have you have done all you can do. Right. When you can do all you can do, you just stand. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know that's what I say about us women. We are so we are some strong women. We we. Amen. We are strong. You. you might think you got us down, but mm-hmm. accountable, buddy. That's Watch right. out! Don't let me get no second win. We get back up always, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna exactly. get, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Make it. That's I'm, right. I'm say it like Ray Charles. I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> Facts though. <laughs> make yes. it do what it do, baby. Make it do what it do. Yes, you got right. to. Yeah. And honestly, because... I feel like I feel like that's why for all the women out there who are suffering, don't think that it's over. You may be down, but you're not down and out. I was down so, so, so many times. It was times where I would wake up, I would go to sleep crying because I didn't want to, I I didn't understand what was happening. I felt like God was punishing me. And then I would wake up crying because I I wanted to, I I didn't want to wake up, you know? And um, I, I, I always used to get upset when I would wake up beside him every morning. I would wake up with an attitude. I wouldn't let him see me crying. I wouldn't let him okay. see me crying because to mm-hmm. me that that showed a weakness and he would really try to beat me down emotionally with that. Yeah. And so I would yeah. try to clean myself up, you know, mm-hmm. before he gets up. Yeah. But then I would be so angry with God and be like, you know, why are you putting me through this? I can do you could just take me right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I see that we all serve a purpose and it's bigger than any of us, you yeah, know. It is so many women. I never thought or imagined that it was so many women out here suffering like this. You know, yes. it breaks my heart because it takes yes. me back 
Oh God, I'm getting emotional. Oh, okay. It takes me back, you know. Yeah, it's taking you to a place. It's taking you to a place where it make you reminisce. Yeah, where I didn't have that help, you know. Um, And I just prayed that someone would just come to my rescue. Mm -hmm. Nobody came. Nobody came. Nobody. You know, so now for me, I want to be that hero for others. I want to pull them out of that pit any way that I can, whether it Mm -hmm. be through my group or open an ear, whether it be through me trying to raise money to build this domestic violence shelter, Mm -hmm. whatever God is willing to put in my spirit, I'm willing to do, you know? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Most definitely. I know that's right. We got a few <sighs> comments here. We got one from Miss Tina Keys. Okay. Ms. Tina Keys says, my girl, Millie, so proud of you. Hey, Tina. Thank you so much. Thank you, baby. That's my sister in Christ right there. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's always yes, good, to have, yes. it's good to have those. Yes. And that's yeah. what I meant by that supportive circle. I just mm-hmm. met her not even a month ago. And I swear she supports me. And she's not even going through what we are going through, but she's just there to support, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. overwhelming and, with, with joy well, though, you, this time, you know. Yes. And then you have Miss Ebony Taylor said, proud of you, Millie Haywood. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Evo. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. you know, thank Ebony you. Taylor and Tina Keys. We thank you for coming into the broadcast. We greatly appreciate you so much. We Most definitely appreciate your love and support of yes. uh, Miss Millie Haywood. Uh, Miss Miss Millie, I want to, you know, I want to give you, I want to say, I want to, I want to say this, mm-hmm. that the vision God has given you mm-hmm. never cease, never cease. Mm-hmm. To pursue the vision God gave you, because of you speaking up and you create created your group. Yes, that you are doing exactly what God wants you to do. And I feel that because in the beginning, thank you so much for that. Because um, in the beginning, I started this group three years ago, and mm-hmm. I was just not in the right state of mind. My heart really mm-hmm. wasn't in it. My spirit wasn't in it. I was just so misguided. And I was just picking like random friends, you know, people that I associate with, not even yeah. considering those who needed help and who were yeah. crying out. But now it's different. God is leading me to these people like how I met you. I was just yeah. randomly selecting people <laughs> on Facebook. Uh-huh. And then yeah. we get the talking, we get the communicating. Mm-hmm. We get on the phone and I'm like, oh, my God, I I had this conversation with my uncle. I said, I'm going on this interview. This lady is so it's like looking at me in the mirror. She was born in New York. She came down here to Portsmouth around seven. And he knows the whole story. He said, really? He said, what? I said, yes. Mm -hmm. He said, that's God. He said, God, put that woman in your path. Go for it. Y'all may do some big things later on. You know, And he was really inspiring me. And he's very spiritual. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said, yeah, yeah, okay, this this has to be it because it never happened like this before. Never. Yeah, you know, it's 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 about connecting. 
Yes, absolutely. About connecting with the right people at the right time. Yes. Things that align with the goals that you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. You know, and um, you know, just 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 keep just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm having this thing uh, right now in my head. God says for you to start looking at properties, buildings. Oh my God! Start looking at properties and build properties or buildings. Wow! And get yourself into um, start doing fundraisers. Start doing fundraisers, domestic violence, domestic, you know, domestic violence fundraisers. Okay. Where you, you know, where y'all have, we'll, we'll sit down and talk about that because some God just laid that on my spirit to help you with that one. Uh, about the fundraiser part. Um, okay, but, okay. Yeah. You know, and see if you can find. Uh, see if you can find someone that can help you start your nonprofit in a legal standpoint where you get your yes. 5013C papers. Okay. And you get, you know, once you have, you know, you do, you know, you, get, you know, get those things in order because you're going to need, you're going to need support of others yes. during this time. Of you trying to build this nonprofit up. Right. And every connection that you meet, you you know, don't be shy about what you're stepping into. Okay. And that is that is a a barrier for me. Okay. Into something that God has opened a door for you to do. Amen. And that's crazy that you mentioned open doors because I speak decrees about open doors every single morning, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. You in Portsmouth mm-hmm. and you know, you see, you know, like I said, you know, um, you can, how could I say it? Uh, you can even find like the VHA home, the VHA VA HUD homes. Okay. Places like that. You know, um, if you know any real estate agents, quote, quote, mm. real estate <laughs> agents. Uh, right. Uh, real estate agents are a prime good asset for you to start building your establishment of homes for domestic violence, women and children shelters. Okay, see, this is something I never really looked into, but with me praying so much, I knew it just, I just have these visions. I've had dreams about it. I felt that in my spirit after I did the domestic violence group. I said, no, it's something further. It's something more to this than just this group. What else? You know, I would even pray and ask God, what else do you want me to do with this? Mm -hmm. How far do you want me to go with this? And in the middle of the night, I never forget I seen it, you know, I seen a vision of me pretty much like having a graduation ceremony with these women, you know, being that they left from their abusers and we were having this big celebration. I'm like, oh, wow. So that's what's supposed to happen. That could be be a part of your program. 
mm. as far as like, and right. yes, and that's what I was going to incorporate. You know, you know, have them, yeah. you know, pretty have much have them um, stay like like for stay about at six house months or, or something. Yes, uh huh. Until yeah, they're stay safe at house enough. about a year. Mm-hmm. Yes, stay at house and about a have, year, and then you yes. know when it's time for them to. Uh, step out on faith and live on their own with right. them and their children. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. You and that's celebration for them a go, a go, a going a ne- call it next level party. Yes. <laughs> there you, you go. Know, next level party. That's you know? right. That's this, right. This is, you know, this is how this, this is how God uses me when mm. I'm sitting here and it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff, the ideas pop in my head to do. Me too. And that's us Leo. That's a Leo thing for real. Because <laughs> when we're comfortable enough, that's what happens. And we vibe yeah. off of people and their God. energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ideas God just gets, get the flying like fireworks. Yeah, God, sparks, you know? <laughs> God gets to use us mm. in a way that was dormant before because we were not living in his will. Right. We were not doing what, what he asked us to us do. To do. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I, that's something I realized about about the process of walking with God and walking yeah. without God. Right. And when you right. walk with God, things open up for you. You get new ideas, you get new creation, mm-hmm. you get new uh invigoration, you get motivation, yes. yes, you get these things and they come out like mm-hmm. like like you know, like uh, roses coming like out they're of just concrete. falling out of the sky, right? It's like they just fall you know? out of the sky. And when you and and when you're not living, when you're not in the will of God, things seem cloudy. N- n- no, or dark, no, cloudy, no, not cloudy. Not cloudy. I, I, no, they they may they may seem cloudy, but mm-hmm. they are not working. At you. all, right? They, I at know. I've been there. Nothing working mm-hmm. for you at all right. because you're not walking in the will of God or what He. No matter how hard do. you try, right? Mm-hmm. No and I've been how, on that yeah, side no matter, before, right? Yeah, no matter how things, hard you try to do something, it just if it's don't not work out. what He wants you to do right then, <laughs> that ain't that that you know that's that's you know that's, that's just right, it. You know exactly. You know, I, I had to come up with that. I said, "Well, I was while I was going through so much because I was not putting God first in my life." Right, right. And I was when at I was that point all at, this, at one point in my life too. You know, when it when it when it you know like I'm with the wrong person, mm-hmm. the relationship don't work out because right. that's not the person God got for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's not the person God got for you. You're right. You are absolutely right. And we can sit. And we can love them, and we can mm-hmm. give them, and we can do all this stuff, and we break down our bodies, our body break down, yes. we, we hurt, yes. we pain, we aching, mm-hmm. we all, we have all their babies and all this, but mm-hmm. it ain't that, that ain't the person God got for you. That's right. And sometimes that's why I say us, you, us women, when we get when we get a certain age. Uh, not a certain age, but we also, when we start walking with God, God gives us the sermon about the right men we supposed to have in our life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And if he laid on your heart that you ain't supposed to be, if, 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 if we ain't supposed to be with that person, God has us say, look, no, I ain't, I ain't ready to be in a relationship right now. I'm not ready for that right now. That ain't for me. That's not what God have for me. That's because I know yeah. how that feels mm-hmm. when 
when God speaks, when God speaks to you, he tell you who for you and who ain't for you. He gives oh, you yes. some discernment. Oh, yes, he does. That's the sermon. He there gives you some sermon. Uh-huh. Amen. I That's mean, sermon. He, he, yes. <laughs> he will give it to you. For real. And you can ignore it if you want to. Right. But start listening to them instincts that's inside. Yes. Oh, I do. You don't get no good vibe. You know, if you don't get no good vibe from that man that's supposed to or whatever. Oh, yes. You ain't one. You ain't one. Run. I don't know how many people. I don't know how many people I have turned down. I mean, I had people want to take me out on dates people that just wanted to you know just hang out and it, i would get those funny vibes and i don't know nah, yeah. okay i'm good no, I'm, sitting in the house I'm, today, good. I'm watching movies oh you don't want to come to my house uh, oh no i'm okay nope. but you're not doing nope. nothing anyway i'm good i'm okay i'm fine <laughs> i'm gonna hold my baby and i had to yes then they would say oh you just rather sit at home with, with all the kids you don't want to get out i'm fine no, I'm, I'm safe good. here. I mean, I'm okay ain't... here i don't have to look over my shoulders or question i'm good i'm okay you know, Look, that's my business. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, I don't know what type of people or women they are used to that just hop, skip, and jump like that. I'm not, I never been like that, you know. But even so, Girl. like with, with people, I don't even know. It's I really have that wall up, especially with everything that I've been through. It's like, oh no, I don't even know you from a can of paint. Like, uh-uh. I'm saying, you know, I and know I had this really one dude, I'm not even gonna lie. We're, we're he was really say, cool, oh. you know, and yeah. he seemed okay, but then we were like talking, but then like day three, I started feeling the weirdness, the vibes, the, the weird weird. energy, the, the weird energy. Like, like you just, felt, you felt, he became, you I was felt seeing like... possession, like he wanted me, day three, he wanted me to come over by myself. I'm like, oh no, dude, we are not doing that. That's an uh, ulterior motive spirit. Exactly. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was something off about spirit. it, you know? And then even after that, he got upset with me one night. Um, We was on the phone. You know, mm. he got upset. I don't know if he was drunk. Oh, I don't no, know what no, it was, but no, I seen no. a whole nother side after that, and he was Girl. just saying all types of other stuff. And I said, you know, I said, thank you. Thank you for telling me and showing me who you really are. That's why I backed yes. off to begin with because I, I knew something to, was to, off with you and I blocked I him and gone. everything. Do you know what? Right after that, he found me yeah. on Facebook. I said, now, if this ish ain't weird right here. I said, oh, nah. He said, um, um, do I remember you? Are you this girl from Churchland? I said, oh, no, nah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I ain't <laughs> I ain't her. You got wrong one. I ain't her. And I said, oh my God, this dude is off. You know, and if I had not went with my gut, there's no telling what could have happened if I would have just been like, okay, well, I just need a day out. Let me get out. You know? Acting all by myself. You know, and that's another thing because, you know, I've been through too much and I didn't want to share that with him. But me on the inside, my womenly instincts is like, oh, no, you don't know this fool. He can have you all tied up somewhere with a whole bunch of (laughs) AK-47s or whatever. We're not playing those games. (laughs) We're not playing those games. You know, I mean, I just, you know, but, you know, it's like I over, (laughs) people say I'm an overthinker. But, you know, for me, with all the stuff I've been through. You know, it's just like I can't put nothing past yeah, you because, because 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 mm. I tell you why that is happening. Hmm. Because you have been lied to. 
Yes. You have been bamboozled, mm-hmm. hoodwinked, exactly. run amok, mm-hmm. led astray exactly. by a man. Mm-hmm. And now the trust, the the the, 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 the all these all this stuff when you when you do that. Mm-hmm. It is because of all the stuff you have been through, and it is. I'm not trying to funny. God has opened, open your, open your eyes, not yes. your carnal eyes, but He's opened your eyes and your ears to listen mm-hmm. to the vibration of yes. people and the vo- and the energy that mm-hmm. they give off. Yes. Um, I had this, this. You know, that's why I've gotten to the point where I do not accept men's friend requests. A lot on Facebook because a lot of them is it's got ulterior motives exactly and a lot and look and then you get the ones that this like the fake profiles and all kind of stuff yes exactly it's just just so weird look I ain't ain't, look I ain't got I ain't got the time or the apparatus for that exactly it is entirely too much like who has the energy for that. Yeah, we got to, as women, listen to our instincts when it comes to, hello, uh, Miss Fly Legacy, how you doing? Good evening, Fly Legacy. She is in the house, and we are having a, you know, we are having a nice evening. Yes, we are. You know, and and this is how we, this is how we do it, you know, um, on Let's Talk Sunday. So, um one more bit of advice for women and then we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna um pick this up another time so what's your what's the advice what's what's the advice you want to leave for women um i would say trust yourself Mm -hmm. love yourself trust yourself Mm -hmm. and do not doubt yourself with these men Follow your instincts. I was, I never paid attention to it up until maybe a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And the more in tune I got with that voice, it just guides me along the way. I don't even have to question it anymore. The answer eventually gets revealed to me. And it's Mm -hmm. just so amazing. It is so amazing. So I would definitely say that as a closing. All right. So, Miss Millie Haywood is our special guest for this evening on surviving domestic violence. And I know I'm going to be having her back on the show. Um, and we'll and we'll keep you posted with that. (laughs) And, um, you know, because. This is a topic we can't keep brushing under the rug. Absolutely not. No. It's something that needs to be talked about because our young ladies, if you're looking around at them and you see what they're going through and you don't say nothing, and then you be like, I wish I had said something, but then she is deceased by the Mm. time you won't speak up. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till the person is dead. And you know something going on with them that ain't right. That's right. And if you and if you if you have if you know if you start a group, start a young woman's group at your church mm-hmm. and in the neighborhood. I don't care if they have to come to your house or whatever. You know, start 
talking to our young ladies about how to avoid these types of relationships yes. that you see that their moms have went through, their aunties have went through, their cousins have went through. I saw, I remember, I remember I had a, I had a, I had a, a cousin of mine and this was the bad part about her relationship. Her and the baby dad, I don't, I'll, you know, they were going together, okay? And we see him all the time, and we knew he was a police officer. And I remember one time where my grandmother was talking to this cousin's mother, her that they they that one of her niece, my grandmother nieces, and her and the niece's daughter had this relationship with the guy who was the police officer, and she was telling him how he attacked her, and he would try to mm. he would he would follow her, and he was stalking her, and he was doing mm-hmm. all the stuff to her car mm-hmm. and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Because he was a police officer, didn't nobody want to do nothing. They mm-hmm. at the police, you know how you get these restraining orders on them, mm-hmm. TFR, whatever they call them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't, but they, you know, until I, I don't know how that ended, ended. I don't know how the relationship ended, but he ended up losing his job behind his domestic mess he was doing with my cousin. See, sometimes. You mess with the wrong person, and you mm. don't know who that person knows in mm-hmm. these situations. That's right. And it could escalate way out of hand yeah. when it got uncles, cousins, mm-hmm. For uh, real. all these people all into this domestic violence stuff. Exactly. And I, you know, and we all had one of them uncles in the family didn't play that man, put no hands on a woman. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Huh. I know I had one. Exactly. I got I, I know I had one. He, you know, I had my, my my uncle. He was one of them uncles where you knew you had something going on and, and you did you had problems. And he one of them ex ex military dudes too. Mm-hmm. He didn't play that man. Put no hands on a woman. That's right. That's right. He didn't play that. Mm-hmm. My uncle my and my uncle father got, were like that. Mm-hmm. He and and walk up on you. Say, look. You put your hands on my door again. I'm going to go so and so and so and so and ain't nobody going to find <laughs> you. Now. Yes, there you go. You're going to be exactly. missing in action. Exactly. Am I? You know, <laughs> and that's that's the kind of man. That's the kind of man that we. Uh, that's the kind of man. But then I can see how sometimes when the other family members get involved and they split them up, and she keep running back to him. Right. You know. And he'd be like, well, you know what, no man, you know, I done tried. I did my part, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah. you know, as they say, you can't cry wolf but one time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like I was saying, y'all get these girls sitting around here 13, 14, 15 years old, and they sit around here having all these babies, and they doing all the work. And the little boys walking around like, I, I, ain't, I don't have no responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not the way society, that's not, we need to talk to our children about how to treat each other. Amen. Yes. We need to talk to our young men and our ladies to 
teach them how to treat one another with respect and 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 integrity for themselves because mm -hmm. these children out here they running around and they lost look like lost in the sauce mm -hmm. and, and 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 my grandma say ain't got a pot to piss in or what no way to throw it out, out of them. amen <laughs> yes. you know that's there you, you go you know and mm -hmm. that's, we gotta sit down and talk with them right Talk with them. I don't care if you're in church. Okay, I want all the young ladies to sit over. Come on, all young ladies, come over here, and we're going to have a conversation. Right. You yeah. know, because it starts at home. Our teaching starts at home. Yes. Don't don't wait till they get to school, and then you got to turn around talking about, oh, well, Billy Bob uh, slapped this girl in the hallway, mm -hmm. and um, it pushed her down. It, Come on, why do we gotta get why do we gotta get to that point where we got to keep going to the school for our children and think the teacher's supposed to do the job that the parents supposed to do? Right. Anyway, don't get me start preaching, child. <laughs> um, so I thank oh, you so girl, you much, Haywood, for coming, baby. I thank you. Thank and you for having I me. Will, what say, babe? I said thank you for having me. It was definitely an honor. I had a blast, oh, and I hope this is the last time. You know, hopefully we can. You, girl, this ain't gonna be last time. We're gonna be talking like this. Uh, I might make this a weekly, uh, just a different weekly episode. You know, that's what's leading to my spirit that we sit down and we talk about oh, just my. this topic, and and okay. and and you know, you know, make it a group thing where you know, or I might. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking out loud okay. that we, you know, that us women, we know nieces, we know our little cousins, we know our sister's kids, or we know somebody that is young between the ages of 10 and 18. Right. They'll come and sit mm -hmm. in a meeting and, yes. they just, and we just sit and talk in a Zoom meeting. Okay. Not, you know, not yeah. broadcast like this, but right. in a private meeting, in a private setting, and we sit and teach and talk to our children because the stuff going on now these days with the the young folks shooting and killing each other. And oh, yes. It just breaks it's my like, heart. It's, it's like, what is happening to our young people? Right. You know, like the parents not teaching them how to have respect for one another, mm -hmm. not have respect for their parents, they cussing their parents out, mm -hmm. beat on their parents. Hold up, I would, my, my child, back in my day, I wish you would try to act like you going to raise your voice to my mama. Exactly. My mama not be the next week. I wish exactly. you would say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She'd be wanting to knock you out even before you get the statement out your mouth. Exactly. But yes. Now children have this thing of, I'm going to call it family services. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call child service, call social service on mm -hmm. you. That is, yep. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we're going to have to talk later. We're going to have to talk later. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk later. Go ahead and call them. I'll call them for you. How about mm -hmm. that? Exactly. Yep. You know, uh, anyway, so thank you, Miss Haywood, for coming in. Okay. Thank you. And thank I want to thank my me. audience members, my 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 members. Uh, yes, okay. And uh, Miss Miss, uh, we're gonna put this up here. 
Miss Tina Key says it's also the it's also domestic violence happening to men as well. Yes, it is. It really is. It, it is. It is. It's not just women. No, no, I mean I that's a topic for another day. That's topic for another uh -huh. day, Miss Tina. Mm -hmm. I love you, Miss Tina. Okay. And yes. uh in Christ. She, <laughs> she she doesn't already gave me a topic for next time we're talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> I miss Haywood. I love you and I thank you and I thank our audience members for coming in. And I will we will talk to you later and um just hold hold tight, Miss Haywood, for a minute, okay? Okay, no problem. And thank you so much. I love you too. It has been an honor, it has been a blast and an honor. Oh, you're welcome, baby. You're so welcome. All right, everyone, it has been our pleasure. It has been our time. It has been everything that we need to do that is for us. And I want to say thank you to Ms. Haywood for coming. And I love you. And just hold on, hold on a moment, Ms. Haywood, okay? Hold on. All right, everyone, it has been our honor. It has been a pleasure. And I thank you so much for coming and being with us for Let's Talk Sunday. Our special guest for this evening is Miss Millie Haywood. We were talking about we were talking about surviving domestic violence. Okay, everyone, I want to see y'all next Sunday for Let's Talk Sunday. Okay, normally we have this program about 12 noon, but uh, this evening was a special, special engagement that I really want to discuss in deep detail. And I want to thank y'all very much for coming in. Sharice Johnson-Moore saying, see you next week on Let's Talk Sunday. All right, babies. Hello everyone, Sharice Johnson-Moore here, your hope builder, lifting you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. Yes, child. LBM TV has advertising spots open and we want you to join the family. You want to advertise your book trailer, your candle business, your writing business, your ghost writing, your uh, construction business, uh, your 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 home renovation business. We are here for you. We want to give you the exposure that you need in this season. So, if you are interested in advertising on LBM TV, just come and see me, Sharice Johnson Moore. You can reach me at I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com and let's sit down and expose your business to the world. Okay? Come on now. Advertise. Advertise. Advertise.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to LBM TV. I am Sharice Johnson Moore, owner and CEO of LBM TV. Here at LBM TV, our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy a positive, uplifting program for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. Thank you. 